Hey, this is C. Hope Clark, editor of FundsForWriters.com and author of the Carolina Slade Mystery Series that you can find at chopeclark.com and anywhere books are sold. I hope you're enjoying our podcast. The latest one is number seven, I believe, and I've entitled it The Opposite of Living Is, Guess What? Ever seen someone successful and caught yourself wishing your life had turned out like that? What ifs play out in your head as if someone controlled your life like a string puppet and you just went along for the dance? I know you do. I do it. I do it all the time. Then I pinch myself for falling into that excuse trap of thinking that I have no control over how I turn out. I usually blog toward the interest of writers, but this message works for all parties everywhere. We all too often sabotage ourselves, thinking it's for our own good, when in actuality, we're making matters much worse. Face your fear. Name something you're afraid of, or a situation that makes you anxious. Your first instinct is to what? It's to dodge the whole matter altogether and remain in that comfort zone. Instead, you are feeding your fear. You're giving it credence. You never overcome the issue and it grows to even bigger proportions. All because you don't want to go there. For instance, when I'm invited to speak at a conference, my initial gut reaction is to decline. It always is. That's because the idea of leaving my seclusion on the lake to dive into a sea of people out there, maybe hundreds of them, is like rubbing sandpaper on skin to me. But if the offer is a good one, and it compensates me appropriately, or it offers fantastic networking opportunity, how can I say no? I make myself accept. I'm better at these events than I used to be, and people scoff when they hear I'm introverted. But by facing my fear several times a year, I embrace it, and I become better at coping. Trust me, afterwards, I'm on cloud nine because I invariably walk away with a contact, a freelance offer, or new readers for my work. Embrace a fear of yours. Dare yourself. You will come out on the other side so proud of how you did and how you grew. Quit creating obstacles. We create most of the obstacles in our lives, whether you believe it or not. Give you some little instances. We hate phone calls because they interrupt us. We hate social media because it just erodes our day. We don't like exercising because it hurts or it's inconvenient or we have to look at those buff and steel-abbed people working out beside us, making us depressed that we carry a spare tire. We don't complete that novel because we're afraid of criticism. I can't because. I hate it because. I don't want to because. You are giving names to obstacles, building mountains in your own way. I recently received a series of phone calls while in the midst of chapter 24 of my work in progress. The interruptions drove me crazy. And I almost blame those people for calling when in reality, they couldn't know that I was deep into an argument between two characters. Instead, 
I decided not to take phone calls for two hours. My obstacle was gone. I make excuses for my backside spreading while I'm writing, and I know a lot of others out there the same way. Then I start justifying the hours at the keyboard, saying I need to stick with it. I need to claim that it's part of the package of being a writer. It's, it's, what I, it's the price I have to pay. Of course, my inner self knows better. And, you know, the cycle goes round and around where I argue with myself. So instead, I pick up the dog's leash and I go for a walk, using the time to massage a plot point or develop a character. Obstacle gone. Several obstacles gone, as a matter of fact, because the dog's losing weight. So do you see how avoiding the obstacle game can make us create opportunity and actually satisfy our desires? Embrace the uncomfortable. We all have comfort zones, and it's a matter of beating the laws of inertia to step outside of them. For those of you who don't get that, inertia is the resistance of an object to change in its motion, to include a change in direction. In other words, it takes energy to make something move. So if we like Facebook one way and they change the rules or design, we can fuss about adapting. We all do. Just look at what happens with Windows when it puts out a new operating system. How many of you have embraced Windows 8? Not me, because I enjoy Windows 7. And it's much easier to sit in a chair than jog a mile. It's much easier to talk about how we don't have talent rather than tackle something new and creative. David Kruger, MD, is an executive mentor coach and CEO of MentorPath and a well-established author guiding individuals and their goals to live life to its fullest. He states, quote, comfortable is not a place you begin. It's a place at which you can arrive. He stated that in his piece, Invert Wisdom for Writers, blog post. And I gave you that link on the website, on, on my blog site. Frankly, his advice prompted me to write this post. You know how we con ourselves into not trying very hard? I'm um, going to go back, for instance, running again because it's a personal nemesis of mine. We walk slowly maybe longer than we need to, saying we don't want to hurt something, or the track is uneven, or we are a certain age, or we don't want to get a shin splint, so we just stroll. Each person has limitations, I get that, and, and some can't run, but all too often we justify stopping, or slowing, or not going at all, because of the, the discomfort we'll cause ourselves. But we don't improve without that discomfort. That uncomfortable feeling is a sign of improvement. It's a sign that you're breaking that law of inertia. You're inserting energy into it. Some people are afraid to cut their hair. Who has the guts to waltz in and ask a stylist to decide how their hair ought to be cut? You know, just sit in the chair and go, do with it what you will. The funny part of this fear is that hair grows back. Even if you hate it, six weeks later, it's grown back. But the new style might give you pep and enhance your image. 
but you never know until you dare to let somebody whack on it, trusting their judgment for a change. Writing is the same. If it's easy, it's not good. I'm asked often in emails to review someone's writing and tell them if it's good or not. I already know many of them are just writing down their stories, avoiding the hard knocks path of being rejected, or not studying how-to advice, or not accepting criticism from a peer group, or not reading successfully published material to dissect it for its value. It has to be painful for you to improve. We have to see where we fall short. No, we have to want to hunt for our writing flaws because finding them puts us one step closer to being better. Embrace the unknown. I love this quote from Dr. Kruger's article. You can tiptoe through life very carefully and arrive safely at death. Wow, what a wake-up quote. Haven't traveled to a foreign country because you're afraid of the language and cultural differences? Then do it, or you'll regret not having done it later. Haven't changed jobs for fear of leaving the one you're comfortable in, though you hate getting up and reporting to work? Think of how exciting it would be to try something new. Imagine finding a job you loved. How much happier would you be? And if you don't like the new job, you look again. Haven't tried to traditionally publish because you're afraid of what publishers and agents will say about you? I mean, they're experts, right? And you're scared of presenting yourself to these people? Give it a serious go. Frankly, I profess that most people self-publish due to a control issue. They fear not having all the say-so in their work, when in truth, they don't have enough knowledge and experience in marketing, publishing, and design to be exercising all that say-so. It's how 90% of self-pub books languished in, obs in obscurity. Don't know how to do something? Go for the gusto and learn how. Whether it's skydiving or fly fishing, horseback riding or watercolor painting, baking a quiche or mastering creme brulee. Study it intently and make it happen. You envy people who dare to reach out and grow. What do you know? Blog about it. Write about it. Or if you do not write, then capitalize on it, becoming good at it for your own personal satisfaction. If you want to learn something new, then accept it as a challenge. Lower your shoulder and plow into it, aiming to make yourself happy that you did. Now that's living. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, it was an exciting post for me and uh, something I try to live by, and I hope that it works for you. This is C. Hope Clark, editor of FundsForWriters.com, author of the Carolina Slade Mystery Series that you can find at chopeclark.com and anywhere books are sold. Leaving you with this final saying, the key to happy living is being proud of yourself. Make that happen.